Good evening. So we left off on page four of the first set of Marmachemis, the Shari Tshuva. We saw last night that the Aruchlaner seems to say that being chayva oneself, besides the other Makaris the Gemara brought, Yaya Nazir, Ramesha, Layesif, and Yesif, he doesn't mention that. He says the Makar that the Gemara seemed to have almost rejected of Baltashchis is a Makar, either the only Makar or Makar as well. And when you first see that, you thought it was a Chiddush. I showing you last night the Shari Tshuva Rishon, Reniena, will bring this down. And a second surprise, he will also quote the other Havamina, what we thought was Havamina of Aches Dimchem. So both are going to be noteworthy as we get into the Sugi of Baltashchis. And again, go to page four. We'll start the paragraph again. And we're going to see the Pesukim in a moment. That's in your new set. But the context is you're surrounding the city, you're laying siege, and you have fruit-bearing cheese, and it's not absolutely necessary. Therefore, the terror makes it an isa to cut it down. There are two lashinas we'll see in the Pusik. There's lasashchis, which we call baltashchis, and then there's a separate iser of cutting down the tree. The question is why they're too lavim. So when we get to the Pesukim, we'll raise that. That you need wood during the siege for your cooking, for if it's cold, your fires to keep warm, to build ramps, catapults, and all sorts of things. Barracks, unless using tents. And if you have a choice between barren trees... And fruit-bearing trees, you should not cut down the fruit-bearing trees, and it's an Isidoresa. This past uh, storm we had last week, this eight-minute storm, so besides the shots we spoke about this morning on what happens when all your neighbor's trees are in your front and backyard, who has to pay for the cleanup, despite the fact that the fellow who's looking at the mess in his backyard thinks it's the other guy. Uh, the aloha is very clear that if the tree wasn't about to fall as a healthy tree and just an act of Hashem, lightning, tornado, thunder, whatever it is, not his problem. Whether he wants to offer something, um, maybe yeah, maybe not, but Apidin, it's not his issue. At the same time, if there are apples growing on branches in your property, you can't take the apples. And because he go car and not Basanoifo, it's a Sugian Marcus. So interesting split, he gets all the benefit and other liability. But that's, it's very clear that that's the din. If the branches are being mazagu, like over here, you know, they sort of drip on your windshield. I said it this morning, and with the guy, Alter, who was davening, he said, you know, I was wondering for three months, I had stuff in my windshield, I was parking your driveway. I was wondering what it was. So that's not, uh, not the neighbor's fault. That's the way these trees act like trees, and there's nothing unusual about that. If it's the mazgu, you can cut it, not to the property line. That's the Dinah uh, would say that, but we don't follow Dinah when the Mishpah says something else. And any of the says something else, they don't follow Dinah Mechazadina. But here, they say you can go to the property line. Here, you can just cut what's being mazgu directly. But you have to pay for the cutting. You can't send him the bill. So part of these shailas, which many people asked of the last few days after all this damage was done, so many people said, I'm cleaning up anyway. I have some old trees, and the trees are sort of dead, but not completely dead. We'll see from the sugi over the next number of weeks 
if it's a fruit bearing tree and it's not completely dead, don't touch it because 10% alive is 10% alive, not 90% dead, depending how you look at it. And if there are some branches that are still growing buds and possible fruits, then that's something. Alpidin, we're going to make many arguments, and it's going to be pretty posh if it's not worth the real estate it's sitting on. Alpidin, you can cut it. I'm getting way ahead of myself. We didn't even start the sugi yet, but there are a lot of Anyane Kabbalah in this sugya, which are unusual, not unusual to have Anyane Kabbalah, it's unusual that we factor it into the Psakalacha so often and so seamlessly. And here we do because of the raw Muslim from the Pasuk. And I'm mentioning it now because we'll see the Pasuk very soon. And already from the Pasuk, before you get to the Bishayim, the Achrayim, and the Chuvas, you see there's something going on over here. It's more than meets the eye. So, Apialacha, the Shai Chuva is saying, as the Rambos say, that if you have a choice, don't cut down the fruit bearing trees. If you have Daisi Puka, if you have enough from the Ilane Srak. Included a Baltashchis is not to spend money in a wanton, frivolous fashion. Well, wanton, frivolous is in the eyes of the beholder or the eyes of the pocketbook or the wallet. And that's going to take a lot of work in the sugi as well. What's considered uh, wanton destruction, what's considered a waste, what's considered baltashchis. They're surprising kulas in the Gemara and surprising chumras. Neither are kulas or chumras, they're both dinim, but what appears to us, and we say over, when somebody doesn't know what the din is, he never heard of it, he thinks the big chumra really it's a basic din. Whenever he thought it was also and it's really mutter, he thinks it's a big kula. So, not necessarily kulas and chumras, but after all those makaris, then it will also somewhat depend on circumstance what's considered societal in terms of the relative wealth of the society and what's considered a waste of your time and you're trying to go to seven stores to get 80 cents off on the Diet Coke from last night's example because it's highway robbery. And we understand why the guy's upset, but A, you spend the gas, B, time is money, but not that's an American expression. Time is learning. And that has a heavy price tag also. Not also. It has a heavy price tag. That has to be measured over here. I'm going to use some of uh, the very common examples, like the person who calls Verizon and finds a mistake on the bill, and they overcharge by eight ninety nine, and then Verizon has it fixed that you're going to spend an hour and a half on the line before you get through to anybody, and that's before COVID. Why do they do that? The answer is it's cheaper. They don't have to hire so many people, and it discourages people from complaining about the bill, which was incorrect by eight ninety nine, or even eighty nine ninety nine, depending on how much time you have to spend. I'm just raising, as we do at the beginning of every sugya, a lot of very common scenarios. Well, that's baltashchis on money. I don't want to waste money. So most people, if you ask them, they won't say, no, I'm not, it's not the eight ninety nine. It's the principle of the thing. Never the money. It's the principle. So we would say, if it's eight ninety nine, they're going to keep you on the phone for an hour and a half or two hours, unless it's repeated eight ninety nine for the next uh, 36 months, which can add up to money. It's probably bitl terror, even though they're getting away with it. Of course, you might say, if I quit eight ninety nine, what else are they ripping me off about? Okay, that's a different story. But the principle of the thing uh, doesn't really help too much unless somebody really has to be taught a lesson, and they're going to learn the lesson. With Verizon, you're talking to City Hall. So that has to be factored in. We make these decisions all day. What is it going to cost us? And money is the Baltashis Sugiya, but part of that is what is it going to cost us recovering that money or saving that money in terms of our learning, our aggravation? and everything else. It's only 24 hours in a day. And what I just said is not 
very posh in the Paiskim because, again, before America, they were so poor, if it was eight ninety nine, they had to call up for it because they couldn't afford it. And water carrying didn't bring in that much per hour. But in America, you have to think, uh, you're spending X amount of time working. What is that going to cost you to make up that money? How much money is it? And what can you be doing in that hour, that half hour, that three hours? That's a very important part of the sugi, which we're not going to get to till the end, but we're just raising the shaila, as the Shari Tshuva did say, lafazer mama larik, to waste money. Afilu shavapruta, as in Yaakovino the pacham katanim, which needs Hezber, we will try to attempt to give the Hezber, because many people who fought me on, in a good way, in learning about the Verizon example, they said, no, you can't let them get away with it, which again is the principle of the thing, which that in a token will get you on the train. I know they switched to easy pass since that expression, but you're not teaching Verizon a lesson. They do it by design, and uh, I'm not saying they're trying to steal, but they make it hard to get through because it's cheaper for them, and I'm not saying Verizon is setting you up for failure, but they, they don't feel they have to hire that X amount of more people to take complaints, and often you're wrong and they're right. Assuming they're not trying to, Verizon's a pretty regulated outfit. I don't think they're fair trying to steal, but there are companies that do. And they're just like, can you catch me? So Yakavinu, who was a Gavir at this point, leaving for home, and he has, he says, he's a Gavir. You know, I left with nothing, came back with a full family and a lot of money, and he's going back to Pacham Katanim. So people ask, what do you mean? That's the 899 for the Verizon bill. So apparently it is the principal forget teaching Verizon a lesson. He went back for Pacham Katanim. Isn't that not worth his time? So it's a good question. And we'll remind me, we'll try to address it. Uh, one of the answers might be is Yaakovinu being the, the Ava stands for MS, first of all. So every penny he made was honest and came the hard way. And that's the Chazal say. The moment is Chavivin on Sadiqim because they only want to take it if it's honest. And B, he also learned how to always learn his whole life under very difficult circumstances, like sleeping on a rock or not sleeping at all in Yeshiva Shem Aver, or dealing with love and but learning all the time and non-stop hasmada. So for him to walk back alone when no one's bothering him through a forest, forget the dangerous Shaboy that he found out later in the Metis but to go walk along and know where he's going, going back and chazing over, no, that's what he does when he's shepherding the sheep. So, Mechatesi lost a minute. So the whole thing is not a ka'achazabing araya that you should be worried about pacham katanim. Yeah, well, the Shari Tshuva just said, lefazer mamalurik afilu sharaputas. That's pacham katanim. I'm just introducing, especially in the American scene, the fact that if it's not a sizable amount of money and we will spend that without giving it a thought, whether it should be, it's a different story. But the lifestyle is we will not give a thought to overpaying 50 cents on a Diet Coke, and we do it all the time, to spend an hour and a half on the phone for eight ninety nine does make a whole lot of sense. Doesn't even make sense on paper if you're making more than six dollars an hour. So you say I wouldn't be working then anyway. Okay, so what about night seder? If a guy comes late to share and says he's on the phone with Verizon, he's going to be in big trouble. You're doing something. What else would you be doing? So if you're taka sitting around doing nothing, then you should be spending on the phone recovering eight ninety nine. Teaching us it all depends what the other possibilities are. So. Let's see the next line. Vam Rabbi Seinu Makarayal Mesi Yes Medai. This is our Gemara in Baba Kama. Sadi Alpha Base. If he rips too much, like as we mentioned last night as well in America, the entire jacket or shirt is probably being thrown away. In which case, it's not losing any more value. If he rips more, and he wouldn't recover it in any way. 
but until recently, that wasn't true. And the more you ripped it, the less valuable it was and the less it would last, and that's the type of altashas. If you lessen the uh, durability of a product and it would have lasted five years, and now because of the carelessness, it's only last two years, that's also baltashas, because now you've got to buy another one. So that's Mekarer Yezimidai, and you've got to spend more thread and more time sewing it up. So that's Baltashkis. And he says, Loika, Loika means Sachia Malkus. We'll discuss whether that's Malkus Mardus or not. Yes? Is that wear and tear something that's visible? Like if you have a car and you're not the best driver, mm-hmm. so your car will most likely wear out sooner. Yes, yeah, so that goes into my why are you driving very fast? I don't want to say like a maniac because that wouldn't be you. But there are people who drive very fast, and per the first part of us, again, Chaval and Nishmartem, that's us, sir. And then there are people who don't drive in a crazy way that's dangerous. They just mistreat the car, which is what you're describing. And that will cut into the longevity of the car. So if it's a lease, we run into a different Cheshire I've had this. That's a very good question because a lot of people ask me this. And they start off saying it's only a lease anyway. I said, well, if nobody drives like that and there's a certain expectation of the leasing company that you drive like a human and you're running their car into the ground, then that's not so pushy, that's mutter. Hard thing to quantify, and most people would say, look, I'm not trying to drive like a crazy person, and I'm trying to be safe, and uh, I don't think it's horrible with the car, but I think there are probably better ways to take care of it, and the company can't legislate that, maybe. I, I think I, I never read the small print on those things, and a lot of people are leasing today. Does it say in any of those things you have to put in uh, premium? Because nobody does. You have to put in regular. Why? Because the premium will no, be treated so nice it'll get spoiled? The, the <laughs> different oils depend on the type of engine. That oh, yeah? Okay. So do some of them say, uh, uh you guys own cars? Everybody here on the screen? So uh, are, there, are there leasing fancy cars that require premium? And does anybody do that? Is that the minig? Maybe I shouldn't ask. What? <laughs> Is there, uh, I don't know, I don't have a fancy car. I never, I always wondered why that premium exists in the pump. I never saw anybody press that button. Premium gas, they don't have that premium gas. Premium gas, yeah. They still sell it? Yes, they do sell it. The uh, majority of cars actually, it's recommended not to use premium That's gas. what Avi just said. So who are they selling to? I was in an old Lincoln once that you had to put it in. It's like $5 a gallon. What would you say? Why did you say something? I see the, the two computer guys know engines also, because you both said the same thing. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, you, uh, that's exactly what you just said, right? Okay, so uh, I guess the leasing company is not asking you to do that. So, you know, how much can you really destroy a car? I don't think they believe people treat it nicely, although there would be an Indian to treat it nicely, certainly a Derech or maybe even a little B'chayish Mishpat, to not run into the ground more than the average wear and tear. And it would be Baltashkas, but that's a, a more serious Shaila of the Cheshemish, but of stealing from somebody than the Baltashkas Shaila. But it's also Baltashkas. If you mistreat something, you treat it, you have to be normal. So you can't, you know, the people who will buy a shirt, then you probably can get more wear out of it as opposed to wear and tear if you hang it up neatly every single night, which is good for looking like a bent terrier, so you shouldn't be creased, and, and treating it perfectly, and uh, certain rules and regulations, you don't have to make yourself crazy. 
Uh, you have to do averages what the average person does. But if you could have done better and you're very careless and now you have to buy one after two years instead of after three years, that's baltashis. You just threw out money that's costing you more money. And with the higher ticket items, that's going to be uh, more obvious. What about, what about a husband would not spend it, but the wife would. But Shalom Bayes, Shalom Bayes, we have a lot of coolers. We have a lot of coolers and a lot of daraisas three times a year. Uh, three times me daraisa and then a birthday and an anniversary, which is either a mitzvah or an isa daraisa chukosein. But I think we came out during this year that it's a mitzvah because it's expected. Uh, there's enough to rely on. So we're, you're doing that all the time because you don't know why five gifts a year minimum will be necessary. How many earrings can you buy? But now we had a big cool low. We just finished the Chavala share. We came out earrings and mutter. Pierced ears and mutter. So uh, uh, that we're, uh, she wants to spend more. She's spending on something nothing with gifts. Spending it on something that you think is frivolous and wonderful. yeah, so uh, yeah, that's not baltashchis. Uh, we have to figure out again. This is just one line. I started with the Shari We didn't. The, the start of the sugya is the next. My Malkam Shari Chuva saw like an overview because he's going to mention like six different angles on the sugya. That's why I picked his Mount Malkam first. The money where well, he just said spending gets me die a The money issue in our society is going to be a much bigger issue. Not that they didn't spend on frivolous things in Europe, uh, whoever had money, but and some of it was necessary. A famous conversation that uh, took place between the Chafetz Chaim and his Rebetzin. Chafetz Chaim's house, I wasn't there, but this is the description. You walked in, Rodden was still a pretty old, backward village. I don't say backward, it was ahead of, light years ahead of any other village because it had the Chafetz Chaim in it, but it's, uh, you know, the Bali to say, if you look at the map, you know, there are big circles about cities and then smaller circles, mid-sized cities, and then you got to look at the tiny dots in Shamayim, the map is rotten, is huge, and then Mir is huge, these are like, <laughs> so you have to know which map, you got to look at the right map in life. Uh, in general, we once talked, spoke about this in the share per your article, some of the maps are done wrong on purpose. So Chafetz Chaim had a dirt floor, and uh, one of his Rebbitsons, uh married more than once, uh, brought up the fact, and it's where we're sitting, this is not an unusual request at all. Dirt floors, if you can imagine, never had one. Even the bungalow colonies have never had one. But dirt floors can probably kick up a lot of dust. <laughs> people come in, and then people come in with boots, a dirt floor anyway, and they got mud. I can imagine a housewife, even one married to the Chavetz Chaim. So she once brought up that maybe we should get some sort of floor or carpet or whatever it is. And the Chavetz Chaim, as gently as he could, said, loy with an olive, because uh, we have people coming to the house, and poor people, and they have uh, dirty boots, and uh, we don't want them to feel uncomfortable. We want to be inviting, and uh, then we're going to get all nervous, and they're going to stay in the carpet, and then there's going to go out, and we're going to start focusing on Gashmias, and Chavetz Chaim had no shaykhaz, and even though he recognized his wife doesn't have to be the Chavetz Chaim, the rabbit's in, but he still felt she could handle this, and they didn't get it. During one of the conversations, I don't know if it's about the floor, about maybe getting window treatments, what we call in America, curtains balaz. I, I Chavetz Chaim's house, we even have one famous picture. We're sitting in front of the house. It looks like a shack that wouldn't pass for anybody's bungalow, and our bungalows, some of them are still pretty bad. So, I don't think the windows, you know, had much to look like. It was barely standing. So this conversation was something about curtains or something about the decor. She wasn't looking to live fancy or else it wouldn't have been to marry the Chavetz Chaim. And she brought up that she heard that the Gadladar, uh, she didn't say the Gadladar, I'll, I'll tell you why I said that in a minute. She heard that Chaim Meiser was very close to the Chavetz Chaim. 
uh, had a, a carpet and had a couch and had a wasn't a I don't want to use Taj Mahal. We got to find a better expression for that. That's a base of Adazar, right? It wasn't uh, the Helmsley Palace. That's pretty powerful, uh, even though that has its own uh, <laughs> issues. But uh, well, you know, you have to be a New Yorker for that. So even though the Helmsley Palace looked uh, looked a lot nicer, but it uh, was more balabatish, you say, and had some of the basics. So Chavz Chaim heard that. He said, Chaim Meiser. He says, Chaim Meiser is the God of the of course he needs that. He's a Nasi, a Nasi needs, like Rabbi Danasi lifted his hands and said, I got no hana. But on his table was every fancy radish, which we wouldn't consider too fancy. And every, uh, he had to look like a palace, even though he had no hana. So the Chavaz Chaim said, what's the comparison of Chaim Ezer and me? They were, they were the two together that were running Klaisal, but Chavaz Chaim felt he can get away with it as long as Chaim Ezer is in a big city of Vilna and directing Klaisal, even though they're directing Klaisal together. That's a Shmuz Bifnei But, that's a Madrega. So, for Chavz Chaim's book, buying a carpet besides the Achamas Sachamish and all the other issues and the attachment to Gashmir, it was Baltashkis. Why would you want to waste money on that? But that's relative. So you got to know where you're holding, you got to know which society, and uh, what? Yeah, you got to know who's leading a Shaif at Biamecha because um, we have uh, a rough time sometimes at certain bungalows, which, and bungalows, I'm saying bungalows, I grew up. Going to uh, some bungalow colonies, this is a while back. Most people don't even go to bungalows anymore. They have houses. <laughs> not bungalows, you walk in and you have to you know, clear the cobwebs. Not that I roughed it so much. Don't think uh, didn't, we didn't have a dirt floor and uh, we had beds. And, but it's, it's all relative, and that's why the Shavaput over here is a very, a very shocking lotion, but that's the Pachmakatanim. So we're going to have to work with that. So if a person starts ripping things in a rage, Hamasai means not annoyed, annoyed, angry, in a rage. He's destroying things, which is Baltashchis. And his cast is now getting to do Averis. The Averis right now in question is Baltashchis, which is a real, is it the right side by trees and maybe it's the right side by other things? One of the big machlegs we'll get into. A person who is angry, a person who lets his anger get control of his emotions, will end up doing a lot of haveras. See, it's people ripping things, throwing things, destroying things in their anger. Why? The Yitzhahara tells you normally to go in steps. Madrega, lower, next Madrega, lower, next Madrega, lower. And if you can't control yourself, you won't be able to stop yourself. That's what Chayn Shalev is the famous shmooze. How did Duche Dega after Kabbalah Satar? Where the Madrega is going down to get to Avodazar? That's where he talks about the Bahala. But a person's angry, he also has Bahala, and that can lead. A very slippery slope to Avodazar and many other Averis. So, got to be in control. A person who, Chazal, usually take apart all bad midas and give a lot of musr and how we have to work on them, because that's what we're here for. They have a particular bone to pick, so to speak, with Kas. Because when a person's out of control, then you can't talk seichel, and if he's destroying things, which doesn't make sense, it's his money he's losing, he's destroying somebody else's things, really in trouble. It's Baltashkas, and he has to pay. One of the Makaris we're going to see of Nizikin, Baba Kama. 
Oh, Baba Kama, it's a stipler, it's the Bina Baba Kama. What's the Yisadar Yisad Bimazik? Somebody, you'll pay. See, so aggravate him, bet him, chaver him. See, so he has a long list of possibilities. Some Acharim suggest one of the obvious possibilities is Baltashkis. The fact you paid him afterwards, you just wasted, you broke his vase, now you're paying for it, so you just broke a vase. So it's at least Baltashkis and a number of other things as well. But if you're doing it because you're out of control, it's not calculated, so that means that uh, you're losing a grip, and if you lose a grip, then the Yitzhar can do whatever he wants. That's the concern of Chazal. So everybody gets angry once in a while, but it's a question of really losing it and how often that happens. And Nebuch, there are people, Rahman Salaam, Leolainu, there's road rage. Sometimes people just honk and scream, and sometimes it's worse. And then there are people sometimes, uh, whether they started off trying to make a point to the principle of the thing and start smashing things and stealing things and uh, burning things down. And if you ever heard anything, that's, that's rage. So that's, that could get dangerous. So even if it started off as something that uh, was a person trying to make a point and a, and a valid point, perhaps, and trying to get that message across, but the question is, are they in control? That's the... Uh, so I mentioned that to somebody recently, and they said, no, no, I, part of the issue over here was many of the people were fully in control and it was planned. I said, how do you know that? He said they interviewed some of them. They had regular conversations. Well, that's, I don't know which one's more disturbing, but that's a problem. Uh, you can't matter and Isser, Geneva, and Hezek, and things like that, which is uh, part of the issue, even if the original point was, was, was well taken. So, that's the Umna of the Eight. So, Hara Yem Ermela Asekach Macha Aimer Loi Lecha Avid Eloi Machem. Ram Rabbi Sanzachan Lavrachal Yishbach Adam May Beru, also a function of Baltashkis. Baltashkis is defined as an object that even if you feel you don't need it and you don't want it and you can't use it, you shouldn't dispose of your May Beru, means your dirty water, your, your picture rotten. Got to every day go out and take the pails. And, uh, so, don't throw it out into the street. It's just going to go down the drain. I don't know if they had drains. If a farmer next door can use the water for irrigation, he wants to water his plants. So the water is worthless to you, but you have to try to think, what can I do with what I'm about to throw out that somebody else might use? Which, again, in contemporary society is a unique challenge because nobody wants your dirty water. So that example is not going to be no gear. Nobody wants a ripped-up shirt. And the old stuff... Yeah, we mentioned you can't give it to certain organizations, but you have in Muncie. You give it to uh, their chess organizations that give it, resell it, make money. There is something to do with this. You put it in a bag and you can give it to them. So a lot of people don't realize that it's worthless to you, but don't, don't just throw it out. Think of something. That's, uh, that's this chazal throwing out Mayberu, even that example in the olden times. So your question last night, is it Nishmartem? So if you're doing chavala on your goof and it could get dangerous, that's certainly also. We just had that in the Mitzvah Sharm. If a person's fasting and he can't handle it and he's not doing it for a good reason or if he's doing it for a good reason but he can't handle it and he's going to cause damage, that's the Isra chavala. And here he says the Isra chavala is a function of Baal Tashchis, which is what the Elchaner had brought down. He's fasting because he's in a rotten mood, because he's angry. Angry at other people, angry at himself. He's going too far in his grief. But if he's doing it for tshuva and he's getting proper adracha and he can handle it, 
Then it's proper. Exactly the chili brought down the Gemara, which we saw in the Messiah Sashar. Venemar. Ach as dimchem. So now he not only brings one source from Baba Kama, which, which, which we didn't think was Maskana, and that is Chavala is under the category also of Baltashchis. He goes back to the other Havamina, which he holds as a Maskana. Ach as dimchem, Nanashasechem Edrish, which the Gemara seemed to say he can only prove is talking about suicide, which applies to Gaim also. And he says, no, Chaval on the Guf is also a function. He's talking about, in this paragraph, Baltashchis. It's also a function of causing yourself a wound is an iser, because it's not your body, and you're wasting something. It'll heal, so it'll heal, but uh, until then it didn't, and you might be a little bit weaker, and I'll do that. If you have a choice between that and ripping the kapata, that's a different shayla. So, you see, he brings out both makaris from our original Gemara in Baba Kama. Okay, uh, do all of you have the set? I promised I was going to at least start it tonight, so we'll just see the first couple of psukim in the minute or two we have. Uh, do you have the new set, Celtic? You shared it with them, the brand new PDF number? Looks like you did, because I see something on the chat, a red number two here. Must be two messages. So if you could look at page one, this is talking about the rules and regulations of how to fight wars. The principle behind this is very fascinating. Kosh Baruch Hu is promising, Kaviyochel, that if we're on the Madrig and we go to Eitz Yisrael and we do things right, which we're Mekoyim, Yeshua Benun, and the time of the Shaitim, we're learning in the Navi Shir now, the different Nisim that they had for hundreds of years. So if you can assume that you're on that Madriga and not a violation in some Chalanes, because it says in Chumash, Hashem is promising to them. So because of that guarantee... Kosh Baruch Hu, Kaviyachal gives them a different handbook, different rules and regulations that are not part of a regular army fighting. In their handbook, it says you should do basically everything that the Pussy says you can't do over here. So in ancient times, so when you surrounded a city, how many sides did you surround the city? You have a choice. One side, two sides, three sides, or four sides. So... In the old times, they said they surrounded on three sides. The Pusik says yeah. surrounded with a pella because what kind of siege? You spend a lot of money, time, resources, and soldiers to watch every nook and cranny so nobody escapes here except for the fourth side, which you leave completely open. That's a funny way to lay siege. They're laying siege, it's going to take years. Well, it's not going to take years if you leave the fourth side open. So the Pusik says you got to leave the fourth side open. Why? It's a humanitarian thing that if people want to run and they want to save their lives, let them run. So some Mepharshim say that it's actually strategic. We want them all to run. Let them all run. So there'll be nobody left. We have to kill less people. And we'll have to get less people killed over here. And we'll finish it quicker. Most armies didn't do that, though. Why didn't the Romans do that? Romans surrounded Yushalayim. They didn't leave us one side. They didn't leave us one inch. Why didn't they do that? Because apparently they were concerned that no one's leaving and we're just going to bring in supplies and reinforcements. So why isn't the Pussy concerned about that? The answer is, it's not because Hashem says, I'm fighting this war. What do you have to worry about? So that's one example. The second example is Asugya. And that is the first thing an invading army would do is just clear the entire forest in front so that when we charge the city, we will have nothing in our way. And if they even think of getting some apples to support themselves, we want to cut down the trees so they don't have any apples. And the terrorist starts off and it says, don't cut down any trees. 
We'll just see the Pasuk piece we promised, and we'll go back to it tomorrow night. Kisatzel here, Yamim Rabim, Lilacham Allah. says, Yamim Rabim, it's going to be a long siege. Latafsa, Lasashchis S. Eitzah, even though your goal is to get into the city and destroy it, or have it surrender, better yet. Lasashchis S. Eitzah, Lendarachal of Garzin, you shouldn't take an axe and cut down the tree. Kimimenu Sechel, because you will need those trees, you'll want those trees later. Because after you take the city, you're going to want to have nice trees. And if you cut it down, it's going to take a long time to grow. We're not even going to attempt to translate that tonight. That's already part of the mysterious nister. Uh, so let's go back to the Pasuk tomorrow night, and before everybody leaves, um, just uh, we're working on slowly getting to phase two, I hate to use the expression, of our reopening. We've been uh, now um, two weeks uh, into our first phase, and we're thinking of moving the shear to the Simcha room for those who want, and for those who want to stay on Zoom for the meantime, you'll be able to do that in Mitzvah as we have the connectivity there, so you don't have to worry about losing your Zoom rights just yet. Uh, so the question is, uh, of the Elam over here that's within striking distance, some of the names are not, uh, are a few of you interested even in the notion of doing it in a simchol, not the Ezenoshim, a simchol has three times the size, and it's cooler. So we will have plenty of room and distancing. Uh, so is the, just by a raise of hands, I don't know who's on the uh, side of it. I bumped into you today by the uh, mail uh, operation, uh, so you don't have to vote. Uh, but uh, we have some people. Mel, you're, um, you're around and interested in coming? Um, uh, I, uh, you know, I no don't pressure. Think, uh, you can stay on Zoom. I know, no, no, no. I, I, I don't think. Um, basically, uh, I, I'm sort of say uh, over over the cutoff age. You're, you so, mean uh, you're, you're over 31? Okay, I'm that's over fine. Uh, I wouldn't accuse you. Okay, so you know what? We have tomorrow night share. We don't have to keep everybody. You can send me emails. Just give me an idea. I saw somebody just put a thumbs up, but I didn't recognize that emoji. So I don't know who he is in the share, but we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll discuss it in Mitzvah Shem. You can send me emails, and we'll. Uh, We'll let you know what happens. Okay, Hatzlochah Rab, have a good night.